When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family. With Tom Bernard and co-host Catherine Brandt, the person to turn to if you have something on your eye, Raptorvashm MD, Andy Rap Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. How do you know about that on your eye? Do you hear that thing with Brittany? <laughs> this morning, I just about wet myself. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> if you have something on your eye, I go, what are you, if you talking about? I said, if you have something on your eye, you mean if you have your eye on something? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. We'll get, what you tell me what? We'll be back and we'll launch into Brittany. It'll be unbelievable. Be perfect. We'll be right back. Uh, anyway, did everybody introduce themselves? Yes. yes. Did you introduce yourself as Cassie Plummer like I did this morning? Oh, sorry. Her name is Cassie Schrader now? Yeah. That was close. That was close, you know. All right, we'll be back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. 
What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Hollywood swinging. Ladies and gentlemen, is Kristen ready to go? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kristen Smollett, just <laughs> released by the FBI. Um, yeah, well, in case nobody heard, that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because we were talking about that story when I was... Uh, on the air with you guys, it, it was just breaking. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that is correct, and it's breaking and, again and, because uh, all charges have been dropped by the uh, city of Chicago or the state, or I don't know who the hell it was. I told you, I told you, nothing would ever happen to him. It's unbelievable. Um, did you hear why Kim Fox recused herself? No, why she recused herself? Uh, because she got a an, uh, a text message from Michelle Obama asking her to turn the case over to the FBI. So she recused herself, and then she came back and then dropped the charges against uh, Jussie Smollett. Uh, mm. So I don't know if the, feder- the feds are going to go after him for mail fraud or not, but this is... Could, could politics in the United States be any filthier than they are now? It's unbelievable. I, I feel like the last, the last three days have just been a mess of... <laughs> It's been unbelievable. Sides, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Really, oh, absolutely it's, it's, it is. It's like my cat's litter box. It's my cat's litter box. Cat. <laughs> that's what it is. It is. It's pretty much true. <laughs> and that's an insult to your cat's yeah. litter box. You know, Kristen, absolutely. is this fair? Because this is what I say to the family, uh, to the family, to the, to the listeners of the KQ Morning Show uh, and, and, and this show. I just... I don't care who the president is or was. They're not my kind of people. They're just not my kind of... Anybody who wants to be president is a dirtbag. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Well, they might start with good intentions. Well, they might start with good intentions, but the system is just so screwed up. I don't... You know, I mean, you have to really think highly of yourself to think that you're going to go in there and straighten this disaster out. Exactly. And and once you get in there, even if you're a decent person at heart... There are so yep. many different sides that are telling you you can't do this because this is the way it works in D.C. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true. You're told how you, you're supposed to think. I don't know. We'll see how it all works out in the end. But, hey, you got enough problems hanging around those people in Hollywood. I don't know how the hell you do that either with this, oh, you know, Michael Jackson had sexual needs, and they, those sexual needs needed to be met, and it didn't kill the kids. She apologized. <laughs> is Streisand mentally ill? That was a ill? hot mess. God, God. what a thing to say. I I used to. I love Barbara Streisand. And what's crazy is that um, I didn't even understand, because I was in the middle of watching the whole um, Michael Jackson documentary while while she was saying this, because I was out of the country when it premiered. So I finally sat down for the five hours. And listen, I was the girl that had the Michael Jackson poster on her bedroom wall. I am sure, sure. a huge fan growing up. And so, I, 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 you know what? There is, 
I don't care what you think about these two people because it's complicated with suing the estate and, and everything else and lying on the stand. And, but listen, there are five young boys who all have similar stories. A lot of them did not overlap, and they're all the same guys. There's, right, where there's right. smoke, there's fire. They're not all yep. doing a money grab. Not all. Yeah, but how do you know yeah, which I'm, ones are is the problem. Oh, well, I think that that's what makes this case so complicated. It's yeah. a very gray case. But I think what you can say is that it is not normal for a 29-year-old man to be in bed with a 7-year-old boy. And that uh, we no. can all agree on. Well, no, at the very least, he was a messed up guy who thought that he was a child or something yeah. like that. But, Andy, that's a very... Yeah. That's a very uh, uh, that's a very uh, fragile question you ask. You know, which of these are uh, are legitimate? And you know, you, mm. you know, you, we don't want to ask that. Even well, when women come forward and say they've been used in some way or abused in some way, for right, reason, right. that question we ju- you just can't ask. And particularly when it comes to kids, I mean, that's just not something. You say, oh, well, well who, what's going on here? You know, you, you, would you say the same thing about? You don't have uh, the language. That's right. You just can't. You know, you, I, you have to assume that they're all legitimate. Well, but then anyone can accuse anyone of anything. That's the problem. Yeah. If you can't question any child, then any child could just say, well, any child's parent could say, this guy molested my child, gave me money, and we're not allowed to question it. I mean, did you watch the documentary? The documentary, even though I think it needed to present a little bit more of the other side, um, I do think that if you listen to Wade and James, there's torment there, and there's not only torment with them. There, it resonates so far out into their family, it's torn them all apart. And I think that watching that devastation, you realize what a ripple effect it has. And the other thing that kind of walked away, because I had a discussion with my cousin and my husband about this, people are more willing to believe that a man will abuse a young girl, um, but people are having a real hard time believing these young men because they were abused by, especially Michael Jackson, um, just because he was a pop star, because he was also a man. People are less apt to believe men when it comes to abuse, and I don't know why really? that is. I don't know if it's just more uncomfortable, but if you even watch Oprah's hour after the whole four hours, you see a lot of male survivors who were in the audience saying, yeah, people just didn't believe it, and I'm a heterosexual man. I was abused by a man. And that confuses the whole idea of, you know, sexual identity because you shouldn't be engaging in anything at seven years old, too. No, it's absolutely true. Joe from Louisville makes the call. He says, I guarantee you, I bet they will blame Donald Trump for Jesse Smollett. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they will. (laughs) Here it comes. Trump also caused Michael Jackson. Yeah. And and Michael Jackson. Yes. You know what's interesting about that, uh, and and Kristen, you're around these people all the time. I've been around them my whole life because I've been in radio and the record business and all that stuff. But whenever you have the Michael Jacksons and the Barbara Streisands of the world and uh, many, many, many more, anybody that wants to be that famous has some damage in their head. There's no question about it. To put yourself out front to the whole world like that, and it turns out, of course, Michael Jackson was pummeled by his father, beaten constantly by his father. And Barbara Streisand's stepfather would call his own daughter Beauty and call Barbara Streisand Beast. Beauty and the Beast. He called her a beast when she was a little girl and kept doing it as long as he lived. 
and she's she's damaged, Apple. and Michael Jackson was damaged. They, it, you know, so they're carrying this with them, and that's one of the reasons. Now, look, my, Michael Jackson and Barbra Streisand were tremendous performers. I'm not taking anything away from their ability, but the need to be that famous, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Always something going on there. You know? Yeah, famous. Marlon Brando. I, I really do think famous. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. I. I don't know how why anyone would want to be so famous that you can't even go to the grocery store and buy your bag of chips and your Oreos. I know. And without being sworn, validation. It's really awful. Yeah. Just all validation. Well, yeah. If you never yeah. got validated as a child, for reasons we don't know, if you don't get enough validation as a child, you literally can never get enough as an adult, no matter what. So they're constantly way. trying to fill a void that is unfillable. And, and are they are these uh, these mass shooters the same kind of a thing? Mass, they almost mm. always have an absentee father, so there is something to be almost said always. That yep. So they get, didn't get yep. validation from a, from a dad. Yep, yep, I think so. It's true, and uh, you know, it, hey, look, I I deal with that stuff myself. The fact that my father and I never got along, he never showed me any affection whatsoever, and actually beat the piss out of me at times. I still struggle with that all these years, sixty years later. I still struggle with it. You know, not as much as I used to. As a teenager, it was terrible, but it wasn't the sexual thing. Because so I can't even imagine if there was a sexual element thrown in there. What what I then would be thinking yeah. that would that would change everything completely. Yeah, I know a person who's, uh, she's a woman, and her grandmother sexually abused her. Jesus. And, yeah, that would, yeah I know, very uh, odd, but, yeah. I mean, it's just Creepy. like, you know, yeah, but it's, and there's been a lot of, you know, personal problems throughout her life. Yeah, I could see that. Because of it. Yeah, what do you do? You lay in bed, you're a little kid, oh, here comes Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah, great. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. For some reason, <laughs> something happens at some age when we just, the brain can't, heal all the way anymore yeah it's very yeah. strange is it great having a dad that will never heal completely <laughs> is that a thrill for you it's been fun for oh. everybody <laughs> <laughs> hey you you opened up the can of worms look how i true. got ripped by my own family Kristen. it's just unfair no there's been what do you mean it's true you totally <laughs> had, okay. yeah i yeah, mean yeah, you know tom opened there's the been can. aftermath yeah, that tom. we've all had to deal with Tom opened the can of worms, but you didn't have to pour them out all over the table. Exactly. Well, I'm just, it's just case in point. It's, uh, it's been challenging in a lot of ways. Been, you know, it's like, God, I've always wondered, what is it, you know, that people cannot get over their past? I know. I mean, they just can't get beyond it. It's just, and that's what it is. I mean, you're, you know, obviously you're a functioning member of society and you Not raised really. a family and all that stuff. But some people are on the streets because they can't deal with it. Oh, or they yeah, become yeah. drug addicts that are hopeless or suicidal. It's just, it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing. But, Doc, isn't that almost always a sexual element when they're, when they're homeless because of it? That I don't know. Something I, very severe. Well, you know, I, I worry that so much of aberrant behavior is related to uh, just real problems to a child. You know, whether it's... I think so. Whether mm-hmm. it's you've been abused, whether you've been uh, physically abused, mentally abused, uh, didn't get the validation because you had an absent uh, parent or absent figure in your in your childhood. You know, so much of it is a result of that. And I don't know how you cure that. Or can we cure it? We haven't been so able to in the past 2,000 or so years that we've been trying. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But why do you think it is then, Doc, that I turned it the other way, that I sat in a chair by the front door from the time I was 10 
protecting my family, knowing full well if anybody broke in, I really couldn't protect them. And to this day, if I see somebody being abused, somebody I don't even know on the street, it enrages me and I have to go help them. What is? Why did I use that route? Why did I choose that route? Do you think? Because because that was uh, that was a way of coping. I mean, you you in, in yeah, some way you yeah. found a way to cope, or you developed a coping mechanism and a way to deal with these sort of things, you know. And I'm going to protect. You know, my my father, you know, was hard on me, or you know, beat me. And didn't protect me. Didn't protect me or didn't seem to protect me. Or I mm-hmm. was not being protected from no. my father. I'm going to protect mm-hmm. my f- family from everything else because I can't have that. That was your coping mechanism. It happened to yeah. be a positive yeah. coping. Like, and there's positive coping mechanisms as well. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah. This well, and it's just, a, it's, a, it's almost like an overdeveloped sense of fairness, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You might mm-hmm. be right about that. Look at how honest I am about myself, Kristen. What do you think of that action? I think that's good because the more you live authentically, the easier it is. Yeah, but when you, I it, hope so. Yeah, but when you open that wound, you know, it, you, you just don't want somebody to pour salt in it across the table. Just like Catherine did. <laughs> you mean like Catherine did? You, you expose yourself a little bit, and then she yeah. just pours yeah. the salt in and then rubs it in with a rag, I know. A dirty rub, rag. Rub, rub. Just, you know, just. Yeah, that's true. That's what I did. It's absolutely terrible. true. Just <laughs> knife right in the back. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, speak, the knife right in the back. Speaking of such, uh, you know, uh, Christian, you're going to fly out. Uh, Tom insists that he wants to go to uh, the Avengers Marathon where he sees all of them. Oh, my. Oh my god! Oh my god! How? Oh, is oh, it like ten I have hours? I'm screening. Oh, I'm screening of oh. Avengers on on I think April 23rd, and I, I'm going because my husband loves Marvel, so I'm going because he needs me to go. Otherwise, he can't get in. And also, <laughs> can, you, can you sneak out the back? That's very funny. That I think so. I might. I might drop him off. You know. At, I'm going to drop him off at Disney Studios and, like, go down the street to another movie or something. But um, it's three hours and two minutes. And I was literally wow. like, okay, well, it's after a long work day. It's an 8 p.m. Oh. movie, which means I don't get out until 11 p.m. So I'm like, I could probably oh. take a nap yeah. in a, the middle hour. You know the middle hour is always, like, way too much action scene. It, it could have been cut down yeah. by 30 minutes. So I'm going to take a nap. I've already planned it. Do, are, are there, <laughs> is the screening at the sound stages there at Disney? Yes, it is. It's a beautiful theater. Oh, cool! That they have on. Oh my God. Yeah, I love it when they do it at the Disney um, set. And is that the main entrance right there on Alameda? Yeah, or, that's one of them. They have, I think, four entrances all around the uh, studio yeah, lot. Yeah, cool. But that's one of them. Yeah. Well, I'll be working while you're just messing around, pretending to work. So you know. Did, I want to know. Did you see us over the weekend? Yes. He sure did. I want to know your thoughts. Uh-oh. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, honestly, Kristen? Wait, honestly. wait, wait. Okay, what, do what do you think? think? Yeah, I <laughs> think he hated it because I just, I just feel like he totally hated it. Okay, well, let's go back to our conversation. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go back to our conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you've known I me for years you. now. But, Tom, Tom, I know this is what you did not do when I asked you to do this. Did you watch Get mm-hmm. Out before you went to us? No, no, no I did not. Um, yeah, I, I, I have way to too much out. to do. But anyway, uh, the first thing I picked up on in the movie turned to be exactly what we were just talking about. Because the, the father of the protagonist is supposed to watch her as a little girl, and he doesn't. And she wanders off and is gone for 15 minutes, and it turns out much longer. Uh, and then her husband sits there and watches 
at as four zombies go after his family. Now, these men did not look very brave or powerful. The two men in it looked terrible. And I thought, uh-oh, Jordan Peele had a problem with his dad. I did the research. Dad abandoned him when he was a baby. <laughs> what? It's so <laughs> obvious. It's just so obvious that his father really, really pissed him off to, to, to no end. Because both men in the movie are very weak characters. And the guy, and the husband, by the way, he's huge. He's a, a big, gigantic guy. Well, what a candy ass. Yeah, I'll just sit on the couch while they beat the piss out of my family. Yeah, not <laughs> happening. Sorry. Not happening. I thought, and Catherine can do the voice, by the way, Kristen. She can do the oh, Lupita oh, you Nyong'o. Let me hear Yes. You. Yeah, let me hear Well, the evil. The evil. The evil one. The evil one yeah, she can do. Yeah, yeah. You're red. You're red. Kristen, don't go in the... Basement of the oh. mall. Oh, You're going to <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Uh Uh-oh, we got Start Me Up. What's this all about? I'm just trying to keep it upbeat. (laughs) It is upbeat. Everything is very, very upbeat. Never stop. You can start me up, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Tuesday. We're talking Hollywood. We're talking us. We're talking one of the worst movies of all time. (laughs) Um, I will say this, though, Kristen. There are qualifiers. For the first 45 minutes of the movie, there were two teenage kids running up and down Mm. the aisle, screaming and laughing at the top of their lungs. Catherine told them to Mm. shut up at one point. (laughs) Then about an 80-year-old guy finally walked over and said, you need to be quiet. 
to both of them. So then we got right. the first hour of the movie, nothing happens. They just, nothing ever happens it was in the first slow hour. slow. Really slow. In the beginning. And then um, about half the people in the theater, once it did start, once the, the four uh, zombie doppelgangers or whatever they are, go into the house, about half the theater got up and left. Yeah, there was a lot of bailing. A lot of bailing going wow. on. And, I got uh, named the last time horrible. I went to a movie and people just started leaving en masse. I have to say, this is like, I think this is the worst one I've ever seen. People leaving. Oh, yeah, they were yeah. bailing big They were time. bailing. So interesting. Really? That's Although, so weird. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Peele was clearly so emboldened by the media response to get out yeah. that yep. I'm sure he thought that he could literally do anything and he would receive praise for it. So and he was like, he's right. why even try? Because, yeah, it's true. And yeah, well, the critic response is anyway. like 96% positive, even though. Sixty percent of the audience liked it. So yeah, forty yeah, percent of the audience did not like it. Yeah, Story had a lot it. of holes I, I in like it. I say I like movies that make me think and then make me go home and kind of fall down the rabbit hole. Literally the rabbit. Um, but it, I went home and like started researching. I forgot about Hands Across America, and then I'm like, I know the jingle to that whole darn song. I, we sang it <laughs> yep. in chorus in school. <laughs> it was just all these things that I was able to sort of piece together. My husband was like, you remember every lyric of every song. It's ridiculous. Um, but I think that I, I, I appreciate that it's an original movie, that it did well. It wasn't a superhero. But it wasn't it's not. A it wasn't a franchise. Well, and so it's I not an original movie. Stuff like that. It is not an original thought. Well, no thought is original Rod, is the problem. Rod Serling wrote an episode for the Twilight Zone called Mirror Image, which was about a doppelganger following a woman around the entire episode so look i mean it's not an original not a, idea yeah they're not yeah, a but new concept can be it's not a yeah. new concept but it's not it's not a story that we've seen a hundred percent all the way through before this is not a reboot or anything like that no the other I ones were better pretty much any romantic comedy going we've seen this before <laughs> oh yeah um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. well anyway <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, look, you know what? Here's what. Tom, you have to do your homework and you have to see Get Out. I know you've got a screener from SAG after uh, two years ago. Watch it. Yep. All right, I will watch it. I think it's a stronger lied. movie than anyway. us. It's stronger than us. Us is terrible. So how, how tough is that going to be? I mean, it was a terrible movie. There was nothing good about it at all. So I don't know I what to tell Dumbo you. I saw Dumbo last night. Oh, oh God, I can't me. wait to see Dumbo. I'm seeing it don't tonight. Don't tell us anything about Dumbo. Well, oh, are you? Yes. How was it? I think we all know how the story goes at this point. <laughs> well, you know how you the know story what? goes, but I, I just... I, the first one was so I magical. I mean, night. I know... It is. And it's so sad, though, at the same time. And I, I said to my husband, I'm like, wait, oh, God, the mom yeah. doesn't die, right? I can't handle a Bambi right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I had come off set. I was really tired. I had been up since four. I mean, nothing bad had happened, but it was just a long day, and I just felt emotional because it was a great day. But I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm mad. I'm just one of those. And so he's like, no, no, no. But, you know, it, it works out okay. But, man, I ugly cried. <laughs> Oh. oh yeah, I did when I saw it yeah. uh, as a kid, and yeah. every time I when when those two trunks are intertwined, and all of a sudden he pulls away and she pulls oh, away. Oh, and she's in the uh, when they put her in the the yeah. uh, 
crate and they're going to take her away and they oh. do that song baby of Terrible. mine oh my god <laughs> I, know. Oh. I, I could watch that a thousand times and cry a thousand times why would you True. but why would oh, you yeah. do why would you go to a movie to be depressed that is a question isn't it it's touching. <laughs> it is. It's depressing. Oh, but it ends well, touching. though, I think. I actually really... It does end well. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is that what men don't get, women sometimes do go to the movies to have a cathartic cry. Yes, and, sure. You know, if you're just... Some, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. And it feels so good when you come out. You're like, I just needed that ugly cry in the dark. <laughs> Nobody knew me. I went by myself. <laughs> and you're over yeah. it. You're good. Tom, you cry at movies when they're touching. I absolutely do. It's okay to cry at touching movies. I have no problem with crying. That's not the point. That's not the problem. The problem is when I first heard when I heard about Greek tragedies, they, I thought to myself, "Well, why would anybody go to these?" And then I then I, t- I asked the teacher, "Well, why would anybody go to these?" And then she explained catharsis, and I thought to myself. Are you mentally ill? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? Oh, you feel better after you're depressed. And I go, no, you don't. You're depressed. No, you're you depressed. Don't. Yeah, that, that's always sounded to me like the psychological equivalent of cutting. No, it's, it's like it, I'm going to go hurt myself no. so I feel better afterwards. When you have a good cry, you feel like you've purged everything. No, that you you've do. Been yeah. no, you do. Yeah. No, no, you do. Maybe. No, I, I, that's nice. Maybe it's a female hormonal thing. Honestly, Maybe. I love a good cry no. because I just like walk out of there and I can go and I can like run and I feel like so free. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, Kristen, I think you're a little bit like our daughter. Our daughter is one of these, she cries when she's happy, cries when she's sad, blah, blah, blah. But she, yeah. all, her dance for her was, it wasn't about, you know, working out, like just going and just breaking a sweat. She's like, no, dance was always m- more of an emotional release for her. That's why she loved it so much. Oh, it's, da- yeah. it's, oh, it's a dancer thing. Mm. Well, I'm just I'm just saying some people just need to get that out yeah. all of the stuff that's building yeah. out. Yeah. I do. I need I suppose to move. Anytime true. I'm feeling really awful, I need to go work out and that will it won't solve the problem, but it will make me feel better so that I can solve the problem. Do you still do yeah, dance? I need a little dose of endorphins. Do you do dance workouts or do you do yeah, just regular so workouts or what kind of any a, workout to do? A little do bit for? of everything. I prefer I prefer to work out outside, like hiking, running, hmm. power walking, any of that stuff. And then if I do work inside, work out inside, it's like a class. It's like a dance class or some type of movement mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is stuck in my head now, so i got to tell the joke. Okay, you ready? Guy gets in a motorcycle accident, wakes up in the hospital. Doc comes over and goes, uh, oh, you're alive. That's wonderful. Well, you made it through and all the rest of it. Guy says, yeah. Pretty much unscathed. And doctor goes, well, actually, you're not unscathed. Um, during the motorcycle accident, your penis was cut off. He goes, oh, my God. He says, but don't worry. Don't worry. We have a new procedure. We just take a baby elephant trunk and attach it where your penis was, and you'll be just fine. Matter of fact, it'll even be better, so don't worry about it. So the guy goes home. You know this joke, Andy? <laughs> no. I do. <laughs> okay, well, he goes, I do. Kristen, you ever heard this joke? No. no keep going. <laughs> okay, so the, guy, so the guy goes home, and he's sitting around the house for like a year or two, and he finally has, he's got the courage built up to, to go on a date with a woman. So he asks this woman out, and he's sitting at the table, and they're sitting at the table, and she seems to be having a pretty good time. Then all of a sudden she hears his zipper on his pants go down. She can hear it. And then she sees 
What 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 she, what she doesn't know is a baby elephant trunk reaches up on the table and grabs a bun and disappears beneath the table. Uh-oh. And she goes to the guy, my God, that was amazing you could do that. Could you do that again? He goes, yeah, I don't know if I can get another bun up my butt. <laughs> Thank you very much. Saw it coming. I love that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that like, joke I knew so it. much. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was going to put a bun up his butt. I just knew it. I love that joke. It's a wonderful joke. So anyway, moving forward <laughs> with that, life. No, was that a result of the Dumbo discussion? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Oh, okay, absolutely. I just, yes. The baby elephant intertwined trunk and then the baby elephant trunk for where the Schwanz used to be. You know what I'm saying. Oh. Schwanz is okay. Schwanz is okay. It's All not right. a big deal. Yep. So, it's a Yiddish thing. We're okay. Um, so tell me about Dumbo. No, don't tell me all about it, but did you like it? I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah? And I really? Think that it needed, yes, I'm just going to say I think it needed, uh, on the script side, it needed a little bit more depth and a little bit more character development. Huh. That's interesting. Now, do you think it would have been better if you had had yeah. a doppelganger elephant that would go, Yes, that took into the uh, the tunnel, yes. and then yeah. <laughs> one one could fly above ground and one could fly below ground. With instead that's of right. rabbits, they would be mice. That's right. That would be wonderful. I love that take on it. That'll be one. So oh, you actually, didn't love it. So Cassie yeah. did have a question. I did. Do they still have About the, the crows? Oh yeah, the crows. No. Did they oh, they can't out? have the crows. No. <laughs> oh, I see. No crows. Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Weren't yeah. they the ones that taught Dumbo though how to fly? They're saying he could fly. Yeah, you'd think that would be yeah, kind of. Yeah, they, they. It's not. It's the. There's a twist to the story. They they kind of like use a modern interpretation. Um, instead of the you know the mouse was the one that also talked to Dumbo. They utilized the yeah. kids instead. Okay. Well, They're sort of the catalyst in well, getting Dumbo to fly. But i got to be honest with you, the crows, uh, Disney did have a family of crows in their cartoons, and it was literally, y'all kids get down here now, it's time for y'all <laughs> yep. to go to school. It was like, yeah. oh my God. I'd be done seeing about everything when I see <laughs> an elephant, elephant fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't God. think that's going to go well, over too big. I don't think they're doing that one in the new Dumbo, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no. What are you going to do? So so we should go see it, but it's not great. Right. I think the uh, the CGI is awesome, though. It's really wonderful what yeah. they do with the yeah. the animal, elephants and everything else. Yeah. Did you see it with any any kids in the audience? Yeah, it was a family screening last night, and I would say... Uh, there was a little one sitting right near me, probably about five or six. They sat mm-hmm. through it. Did I mean, they like it? I did hear at the end, everybody. Yeah, I think so. I mean, everyone was kind of just crying at the end. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> I know. And I, I ran into a friend because it was a press screening, and I did run into a friend after. And she's like, oh, you look just like me. Someone else just ugly cried. I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, so bring helps. your sunglasses. It all works out. Bring yeah, bring your sunglasses. sunglasses. That'll, bring that'll get tissues. it done. Yeah. Cry into your bucket so that's of good. popcorn. 
So I will go see Dumbo. I'm not, there's no, ch- I can't even imagine how much money you would have to give me to go see the Avengers for three hours and two minutes. <laughs> see, I would. But if, but if, it, was, but if it was a planned oh, nap, oh. like Kristen, a planned nap. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. I could do that. nap that's coming. I'm super excited about my planned nap on April 23rd at 8 p.m. <laughs> I'll save that for an international flight. That's a, you, you watch part of it and part of it. That's you. That's an international flight. Oh, movie. yeah. That's that's a, a good, good idea. To do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do want you to see Get Out. I really do. Because I think you'll have a different All right. It's here somewhere. Yeah. Did, did you give that one to Alex? It, watch it. Catherine, did you give Get Out to Alex? Uh, I think we went and saw it. I didn't go see it. No, I mean. Oh, you and Alex yeah, did. Okay. I went and saw it with Alex. All right. So it's got to be around here somewhere. I'll, I'll track it down and I'll lie to you and tell you I watched it. I'm sure you can find it on Netflix or something. Anyway. You're going to lie oh, to yeah, me. I can't there. wait. <laughs> You're gonna lie to me. I'll I give you talking wait. points, Tom. <laughs> there you go. How about that Put one part where all the white is it? Is it really about white people thinking that black people are superior to them, so they want them around more often? Is that really what it's about? Well, that's what Tevin said. That's what Tevin said. Yeah, that's right. I want is you to see about? it. I'm not going to give you any more oh, information. God. And my be- the best part is when he reads off a bullet point that Catherine gives him, and it doesn't make any sense. I'll be like, I know you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. You would know if I was lying to you. Judy, you know what I'm saying. How about yep. if I say to you, I was going to watch it, and then I got a text message from Michelle Obama asking me not to watch it. What if that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I know you and Michelle are buddies. You share gardening. Oh, here, so. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she came to the X in uh, St. Paul and sold sold it out. Sold like 16,000, 17,000 tickets. Her. What's her book about anyway? I didn't read it, oh, but no I believe it's a, you know, her perspective of what happened in the White House and sort of how she interpreted certain things, inspirational thoughts. I mean, I, I do like Michelle Obama. I feel like she does, um, she really does inspire women in many different ways. I think that people oh, yeah. appreciated how she handled herself in the White House. Um, I think a lot of women looked up to that. So, I, I, you know, if you can sell out the Excel Center or the Staples Center or wherever city you're mm-hmm. in, more power to you. Yeah, it's true. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical. 
Dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jeff, who started as a customer service rep and is now company controller. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. We're rocking out, man. That was my uh, metal radio voice. What do you think? It was perfect. It was awesome. Did you see The Dirt on Netflix? I, that's why I'm playing this. I just watched it last night. The Dirt. Um, yeah. The, talk about debauchery. It was <laughs> I love the debauchery. I didn't think that the movie was all that good, but... Um, Wow, they I mean they lived like rock stars and then some. Yeah, they did. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to get your Hollywood take on Garagos and Avenatti. Are they going to prison for a long time because of the Nike scandal? Well, it's interesting. I mean, Avenatti's going for sure because he's got two different yes. cases going against him. Uh, but Garagos, they haven't charged him yet, so it makes me think. Is he, did he sort of flip on Avenatti and he's giving the feds all this information? So here's the deal for people who don't know this story. Michael Avenatti, who was Stormy Daniels or Stormy Weather or Stormy Crotch or whatever her name is. I don't know what the hell, some porn star. Stormy Daniels. Probably that last one. he was, yeah, Stormy Crotch. Uh, Anyway, uh, so he was her attorney. Well, he and Garagos, he says, co-conspired to rip Nike off for $25 million. If, they, if Nike didn't give them $25 million, they were going to publicize or, or make public a story that made Nike look very, very bad. And uh, Avenatti's been arrested. Uh, Garagos has not been arrested or even has he even been questioned about it. No, they just said that they, they believe he, it's been rumored that he's the co-conspirator, but nothing right, else has right. been confirmed. He hasn't been charged. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. So you think Avenatti's definitely going to prison? I think so. He's got yeah, me some too. pretty serious federal charges against him. Plus, he has a domestic yeah, you, violence you know. charge that's floating out what? there. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot he likes to work women over, too. He's another great guy. He Everything about him is just mm-hmm. gross. He's one of those people really who is, is irredeemable. No, I think you're absolutely. I think that's a good way to put it. He's irredeemable. He just uh, he's a terrible human being, and he thinks he's a, a genius. And he's think, he's one of those guys that thinks he's so smart. He's so much smarter than everyone else. Mm-hmm. He could get away with trying to, uh, you know, take somebody out for twenty five million. There's nothing they could do about it. He actually believed he was going to get away with it. I know what a creep. He's oily. He also might want to pay his taxes. Oops. Catherine is over doodly there doodly playing doodly. Christmas playing Christmas songs. Christmas. Don't worry about us, Catherine. I don't know. It sounded like bells to me, but maybe it, I don't know what the hell it is. But so Avenatti's definitely going to prison. Garagos, we don't know yet. Um, it says Avenatti's alleged co-conspiracy is a huge name in legal circle, circles, and it's uh, Mark Garagos, right? That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. What happened? Unbelievable. Okay, another big opening, and I know you were hoping to be there. But Bohemian Rhapsody opened in China. Yep. Did you hear about this? <laughs> Andy, you heard about it? Was there anything left in the movie? Not a whole lot. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there was nothing left. Basically, was it it's a them singing songs. Minute? Was it basically <laughs> them just doing Live Aid? <laughs> 
they cut out everything that referenced gayness. Mm-hmm. Everything. They cut it all out of the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, obviously is quite a bit. And here's what I love. So Bohemian Rhapsody shows in China, they cut out all references to, to being gay. Uh, yet we have people in Washington, D.C. marching in the Capitol with signs that say, the United States, the biggest criminal against human rights. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the United States is just terrible with human rights. I, I forgot how horrible we are. What a joke. Why would people even put that on a on a board? The United States, the worst just offender of human rights. Yeah, just to annoy me. They do it. Hey, is Tom watching? Let me get my sign out. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. That's all I'm saying. But Dumbo uh, has yeah, a so. 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I'm not oh. the only one. That it. Jeez. Yeah, apparently they don't like it much at all. Not the which, only one. You know, hmm. Make a better one. How do they mess uh, up Dumbo, especially pseudo-live-action yeah, Dumbo? I mean, you think that would be just Dumbo only better, but nope. Maybe Dumbo yeah, didn't need a remake. Do? How about that? Oh. Well, you don't, there's a... Difference, I think, between a remake and a reboot, because it sounds like they rebooted it, and that wasn't a good yeah. idea. But if they literally yeah, had just true. taken the exact same movie and just kind of made it, you know, instead of using 70-year-old animation techniques, they used, you know, new CGI and everything like that and just made it look nicer for younger crowds, I think right. that would have gone over really well. But instead, they decided to change up the Sometimes. story and everything. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes the magic just is in the original, and that, and just leave it at that. Yeah, I suppose it's true, Christian. Uh, have you heard anything else? Go about ahead. Doc. The, uh, uh, the, the the they're starting to film the new Dune, either Dune, a, really, a trilogy wow. or billogy or whatever Dune. you call it. They're they're redoing. Have you heard anything much about that? The casting looks perfect. Hmm. The casting is like ridiculous for that. Like every time you turn around. I feel like they're announcing a new cast member or someone who's uh, in it. I just think it's going to be one of those that a lot of people are going to want to go and see just because of the interest in it. Yeah, and, and they'll be able to explore uh, and, some of the odd parts of Dune. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I love Timothy Chalamet. I love Zendaya. Like, that actually gets me interested in this film right off the bat because I think that they're two really young, interesting actors. Yep. Yeah, a lot of lot of great talent that's going in, and, and actually, if you look at the people compared to the the very first one, these people are going to fit the roles very well, and with good makeup, oof, going to be a great movie. That was a bomb, though, wasn't it? The it's first one was a bomb at the it, theaters. It was terrible. Yeah. It, no one watched it. No one would see it. But it, it, yep. Josh and Ashley, to this day, they say that it was the most disturbing movie they've ever seen in their life. Well, yeah, the books really? are really oh. messed up in parts. Oh, it it is a bizarre. Well, the sick entire. Story. The entire story is basically about drugs, like just people, everyone in the universe is a drug addict and yeah. everyone's trying to get drugs. Yeah. It's like it's like if the entire world was one gigantic opium den. Yeah. And by world, I mean like, how how, did, how much does it span? Is it solar system or does it go past that? Oh, no, it's a, it's a whole universe that this, this whole takes place in and it expands. And if you look at the whole series of books, it spans thousands of years or tens of thousands of years, mm. this whole thing. But it's really? all around the drug that if you start taking it, you're immediately addicted. And if you stop, you die. 
fun. And if you oh. take, and if you're if you're if you're in one group and you take lots of it, you're able you you turn into a worm. And another one, if you take <laughs> lots of it, you can uh, see see into the you can see into people's minds, and you can see you can't see the future, but you can see it's just a bizarre story. It has commentary on religion and on politics that's very real. Uh, oh man, is it grim? It is. It is. It is such a grim uh, story, dark and story. Dune Two was the first <laughs> RTS. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the first real time strategy imagine? game. Can you even imagine being able to look inside people's brains and hearing those wind tunnel effects in most people's heads? <laughs> the, whistle, oh, the, no. whist, the whistling Half would deafen America. you. <laughs> Deafening whistle of non-thought. <laughs> I, it is unbelievable. There's no doubt about that. It's, eh, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Catherine, we were just ripping people, so I'm glad you came back. How fun. That's ah, fine. I'm Don't in. <laughs> I'm in. But I, I, I don't know. Oh, Chris, I should mention that Catherine and I watched uh, Darren Brown's The Push on Ooh. Netflix. Yeah, that was crazy. It was rather interesting. Ooh, how was uh, that? About, it was really interesting because it was all about people, do, people will do anything to fit into the crowd. It is just depressing as hell. Including murder. Including murder, if they have Yeah, to. the thing I don't get about God. that is that why <laughs> would they sign a waiver knowing that it basically, it's proof that they uh, tried to murder someone. So they could go to prison for I a know. long time for that. Because it was attempted murder, because they thought they were going to kill the guy. Yeah, I that's attempted feel... murder. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, it, you're that, right. That is interesting because I just I was visiting with someone who is uh, in their in their oh we're going to call it uh, mid forties that was going to uh, spend some time with a group of people who smoked. So they they taught themselves how to smoke, and now as a smoker yeah. because they wanted to fit in with the smokers. Mm-hmm. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, it's, it's, uh, Catherine and I have had made and. Ralph, you know this, and Andy, you probably know it as well, that your mother and I have had trouble our entire relationship because we don't give a rat's ass about fitting in with anybody, and people resent that. Or what someone thinks about us. Or someone thinks of us, I mean, to a point. To a point. Yeah, we want to have friends and all that. But I I never wanted to, you know, look, I ran around with the guys in the neighborhood and all that stuff, and then you moved on and whatever. But this doing anything it takes to fit in had never appealed to me. I don't get that. Do you guys get that, why people do that? Mainly because it's just such an important need uh, to fit in that you you will do anything. And maybe you've never fit in or felt that you fit in. It's more like you never felt that you fit mm-hmm. in. Or you never haven't been yeah, loved probably by true. peers and things like that. Kristen's experienced that. Yep. Well, the guy that... I, um, I, I think everyone probably thinks that they've never fit in. Yeah. But some really? people, they never heal from it. They never heal from it. You'll it, never fit in. <laughs> Well, the the guy that did the show says that there there are certain personalities that fitting in with that crowd, running with the herd. I mean, you know, our our brain, some people's brains are wired to stay with the safety of that crowd at all times. You know, the thing that I pointed out, and Kristen, you could help out with this because it's in L.A. more than anywhere else, L.A. and New York City. What is with now millennial men always wearing a stocking cap, even when it's like 100 degrees out, they wear a stocking cap? Well, what the been hell doing that is that? Forever. Yeah, they've been doing that but for a while. But why? Because they all... I think Justin Bieber started it. I think originally <laughs> that whole, the plaid, the stocking cap, the beard, is they were, yeah. for some reason, 
what I oh, that... think happened is basically uh, it became like a running joke to be like excessively manly. So like having a beard, all oh, I yeah. eat is bacon, and you know that kind of thing. Oh, the just urban constantly lumberjack. Talking about, yeah, just talk, constantly talking about meat and beards and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but <laughs> meat and beards. The problem <laughs> is meat and beards. So I want meat and I want a beard. The problem is <laughs> most a lot of people saw that and they didn't understand that it was a joke. So they said, "Oh, I that's what's cool right now." So I think I'll just dress up like a lumberjack all the time and talk about bacon nonstop. Oh and that's basically how that whole culture came into being. <laughs> These people are very, very suggestible. Well, then you then and if you follow that reasoning, then everybody would try to look like Jim Gaffigan. Hmm. That's true. Bacon, he, he does a hard bacon, bacon deal. Bacon. Oh. So, Kristen, let me ask you a question. I uh, I get criticized for something I talk about once in a while. You know this whole toxic masculinity thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've I've said to people before that. The way those men treat women, a masculine man would never do that. Or somebody that, you know, beats their their children, a truly masculine man wouldn't do that. It's not masculinity, because true masculinity, you're a really decent human being because you feel comfortable in your own skin and you feel masculine. Therefore, you don't have to do those things. And some people get very angry with me about that. No, it's not. It's the masculine thing. You're taught you're a man. No, that's not it at all. And Catherine well, can tell a, you It's that. just a word. You know, they've assigned a word to it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And if that's you're looking, not a bad, yeah, that's not a good word to use. Like yeah. a real man, yeah, because you're just saying like a real wouldn't man wouldn't feed his kids. A real man wouldn't cut down a woman. No. Um, they've just assigned the word to- toxic masculinity to that idea. Yeah, a better word Tell might be, get away from it. A better word might be toxic immaturity or toxic insecurity. Toxic there humanity. you go. Toxic insecurity be even better. I yeah, like that. That's true. Yeah, all these things that people do. I mean, a real, um, all these people that will do anything for money. A truly uh, masculine man wouldn't do that. They only do this whole right. lust of money that we have in America right now is because they all probably have very small elephant trunks in their pants. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Yes. Notice I kind of just deflected there with the trunk part. <laughs> You fail. You fail. Circling that. back to Dumbo. You, you failed that very well, Tom. Very well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. But I, I just people get mad at me when they, no, it's masculinity. No, it is not. It's not masculinity at all. The truly masculine men that I met as a uh, as a young kid would never have thought. Again, Mr. Laurent was a masculine man. Mr. Fisher, masculine man. When I was a kid and my father wasn't around, they would come over and put their arm around my shoulder and go, hey, you're a good kid. Don't worry about it. You'll make it. Everything. That's what true, strong women and strong men do. That's what they do. And it's, it just upsets me that they, they, they want to tear down either femininity or masculinity. It has nothing to do with either. Right? Right. Way to, way to jump yes. on my side there. Okay. Yeah, I know. Everyone's Dumbo really, again and boo. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's really on your side there, Tom. Yeah, it really Everyone sounds took like a nap or something. I don't know what happened. Boy, <laughs> boy, it's too bad your segment's over. The hour just wrapped up. That's too bad, Kristen. Just kick me An- out. Another <laughs> another week shot in the all- ass. 
You know, I am scheduling my nap during Avengers. Your co-host scheduled their nap during your podcast. (laughs) Boy, look at the time. We'd love to stay in schmooze. We'd love to stick around in schmooze. Dumping the worms out. There you go. Honest to God, it's just sad. I'm I'm going to go tear up now for 10 minutes. How do you explain your behavior? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Hey, you know what? You guys. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? I like that, Kristen. Kathy, no one's All right. themselves. We will talk Goodbye, to you guys. next week, Kristen. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. We'll be back. Have with a the family. great week. <laughs>